The first and second lessons and the gospel will be read from the God's Word translation. The first lesson reading from Sirach will be read from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. The Collect and Psalm will be read from the Episcopal Church Book of Common Prayer. O God, the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers, and because in our weakness we can do nothing good without you, give us the help of your grace, that in keeping your commandments we may please you both in will and deed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The first lesson is from Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. Today I offer you life and prosperity, or death and destruction. This is what I'm commanding you today. Love the Lord your God, follow His directions, and obey His commands, laws, and rules. Then you will live, your population will increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you're about to enter and take possession of. But your hearts might turn away, and you might not listen. You might be tempted to bow down to other gods and worship them. If you do, I tell you today that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live for a long time in the land that you're going to take possession of when you cross the Jordan River. I call on heaven and earth as witnesses today that I have offered you life or death, blessings or curses. Choose life that you and your descendants will live. Love the Lord your God, obey Him, and be loyal to Him. This will be your way of life, and it will mean a long life for you in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from Sirach, chapter 15, verses 15 through 20. Read from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. If you choose, you can keep the commandments, and to act faithfully is a matter of your choice. He has placed before you fire and water. Stretch out your hand for whichever you choose. Before each person are life and death, and whichever one chooses will be given. For great is the wisdom of the Lord, He is mighty in power and sees everything. His eyes are on those who fear Him, and He knows every human action. He has not commanded anyone to be ungodly, and He has not given anyone permission to sin. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for the day is Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. Happy are they whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are they who observe His decrees, 
and seek him with all their hearts, who never do any wrong, but always walk in his ways. You laid down your commandments, that we should fully keep them. Oh, that my ways were so direct, that I might keep your statutes. Then I should not be put to shame, when I regard all your commandments. I will thank you with an unfeigned heart, when I have learned your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. The second lesson is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Brothers and sisters, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual people, but as people still influenced by your corrupt nature. You were infants in your faith in Christ. I gave you milk to drink. I didn't give you solid food because you weren't ready for it. Even now you aren't ready for it because you're still influenced by your corrupt nature. When you are jealous and quarrel among yourselves, aren't you influenced by your corrupt nature and living by human standards? When some of you say, I follow Paul, and others say, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting like sinful humans? Who is Apollos? Who is Paul? They are servants who helped you come to faith. Each did what the Lord gave him to do. I planted, and Apollos watered, but God made it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is important, because only God makes it grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have the same goal, and each will receive a reward for his own work. We are God's co-workers. You are God's field. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Gospel is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 to 37. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, Never murder. Whoever murders will answer for it in court. But I can guarantee that whoever is angry with another believer will answer for it in court. Whoever calls another believer an insulting name will answer for it in the highest court. Whoever calls another believer a fool will answer for it in hellfire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and remember there that another believer has something against you, leave your gift at the altar. First go away and make peace with that person. Then come back and offer your gift. Make peace quickly with your opponent while you are on the way to court with him. Otherwise he will hand you over to the judge then the judge will hand you over to an officer who will throw you into prison. 
I can guarantee this truth. You will never get out until you pay every penny of your fine. You have heard that it was said, Never commit adultery. But I can guarantee that whoever looks with lust at a woman has already committed adultery in his heart. So if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than to have all of it thrown into hell. And if your right hand leads you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than to have all of it go into hell. It has also been said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice. But I can guarantee that any man who divorces his wife for any reason other than unfaithfulness makes her look as though she has committed adultery. Whoever marries a woman divorced in this way makes himself look as though he has committed adultery. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, Never break your oath, but give to the Lord what you swore in an oath to give him. But I tell you, don't swear an oath at all. Don't swear an oath by heaven, which is God's throne, or by the earth, which is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, which is the city of the great king. And don't swear an oath by your head. After all, you cannot make one hair black or white. Simply say yes or no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. On February 12th, we celebrate the life of Charles Freer Andrews, priest and friend of the poor in India, read from a great cloud of witnesses. Affectionately called Christ's faithful apostle by his friend, the Mahatma Gandhi, Charles Freer Andrews dedicated his life's work to relief and justice for the oppressed and poor in India and around the globe. Born in Birmingham, England in 1871, he converted to the Church of England while studying at Cambridge and was ordained a priest in 1897. An active member of the Christian Social Union since his college days, Andrews was inspired by the cause of social justice throughout the British Empire, particularly in India. In 1904, he joined the Cambridge Brotherhood in India and began to teach philosophy at St. Stephen's College, Delhi. His Indian students and colleagues, with whom he had grown close, referred to him as Dinabandu, or Friend of the Poor. Andrews openly criticized the racist mistreatment of the Indian people by British officials, and in 1913 he successfully mediated a cotton worker strike in Madras, which had the potential to become violent. He traveled to South Africa to help the Indians there in their dispute with the government and it was then that he met a young lawyer named Mohandas Gandhi. Andrews was impressed with Gandhi's teaching of nonviolence and with his knowledge of the Christian faith, and helped him establish an ashram, or Indian hermitage, devoted to the practice of peace. In 1915, Andrews helped convince Gandhi to return to England with him. 
He also aided Gandhi in his efforts to negotiate matters of Indian autonomy with the British government. Andrew's work also took him to Fiji, where he advocated for indentured Indian workers and for the rights of oppressed sugar workers. He eventually returned to England, where he continued to teach about social justice and radical discipleship until his death in 1940. Let us pray. Gracious God, you called Charles Freer Andrews to show forth your salvation to the poor. By your Holy Spirit, inspire in us a tender concern, a passionate justice, and an active love for all people, that there may be one body and one spirit in Jesus Christ, our Savior, who with you and the same Spirit lives and reigns one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you.